Simon Gamewell, brought to you by TAP, the social thanking platform. Hello and welcome. This is Gratitude with Attitude. Coming up today, I'll be talking about how gratitude shines a light on the social care sector. I'll be joined by Nika Noakes and Amanda Marquez from Championing Social Care. There'll be some more of your lovely dedications and there'll be some great music. And remember, if you want to express gratitude and thank someone, visit thankandpraise.co.uk and download our app. Let's get started then. Here's the Beatles. Help! Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone. So much younger than today I never needed anybody's help in any way But now these days are gone I'm not so self-assured Now I find a gentle mind And open up the doors thousands of social care professionals, there's also an army of volunteers, without whom the sector wouldn't be able to function. They do it out of love for other people, and gratitude to those people really fuels their actions and drives them on to continue their wonderful work. Championing Social Care is an initiative that shines a light on the wonderful work that goes on in the sector. The Director of Championing Social Care, Nika Noakes, said, 
It's a wonderful initiative that works on the power of volunteering. It's a cross-sector volunteer initiative and our one and only sole agenda is to celebrate the incredible social care sector. Gratitude bridges the generation gap and this is clearly exemplified in the social care sector. It creates a common ground where young and old can come together, share moments and create positive memories. It connects communities and makes everyone feel involved. Shining a light on social care also highlights the tremendous work these uh, social care professionals do that uh, is so very important. They work tirelessly around the clock, keeping our loved ones safe, and gratitude is the very least we can give them. Our involvement with the social care sector is often dominated by our concern for our loved ones. We often forget to take the time to show gratitude to the very people who've been there providing them with the care. It's not that we're ungrateful, we're just distracted and we may not even know how to say thank you. During the COVID pandemic, we clapped for carers and were united to the power of gratitude. We need to keep on showing that appreciation, just as those professionals working in the sector keep on taking care of our nearest and dearest. Initiatives like championing social care give us those prompts, those little, little nudges for us to keep on thanking our wonderful social care superheroes. The depletion of the social care workforce is a serious problem. The workforce is typically women over the age of 45. The power of gratitude builds and strengthens teams, making the individual feel valued. It increases productivity, which in turn reduces staff turnover. If workers feel they are encouraged and supported by their colleagues, they will be less likely to leave. The power of gratitude helps us to see the social care sector from a new perspective, making it more appealing to younger people as a popular career path. Young people will know that they will be joining such a strong, supportive environment with psychological safety at the very heart of it. So, let's get involved in championing social care and their initiatives and help to raise the profile of the social care sector, making it a more attractive place to be, to work, to visit, and even to live. The power of gratitude will empower us to change the world around us and make it a more positive place. Okay, music time. Here's Bill Withers with Lean On Me. Some 
have some dedications from Taps. Thank you, Mors. First of all, um, Sam Lee says, to uh, Sylvie Gould, 
Whispers Care Solutions for stepping in and supporting me yesterday when I was left to do a difficult double up on my own. Sylvie is always on the end of the phone to support too. Thanks for being there, Sylv. And Layla says to uh, Zoe, Emma and Sharon at School Home Supports in London. I want to say a special thank you to you for putting time and effort into your Mental Health Awareness Week sessions. You did a wonderful job and you have contributed to making school home support an even more supportive and inclusive workplace. Thank you. Michael Parker says, to all staff at Caremark in Reading, bless you all. You're doing an amazing job. And Dina Aguila says, to all staff, dementia concern in Ealing. Thank you to all the carers. May God bless you. You're doing a grand job. And Paula Cashmore says, to our wonderful care workforce, National Association of Care and Support Workers. To all the hard-working, loyal and dedicated care workers who will be giving up their family time to care for someone else's family. Thank you. And Catherine Hunt says, to all staff at Willowbrook Home Care in Accrington, to all the carers, night carers, cleaners and management, thank you so much for everything that you do for us all. You are ever so helpful to us More music then. Here's James with Sit Down.
Join me now, Nika Noakes and Amanda Marquez from Tempering Social Care. So, hello, ladies. Hi, Simon. And thank you so much for joining me on the show today. It's a real pleasure to, to talk to people actively involved in Tempering Social Care. So, Nika, can you tell us a bit more about Tempering Social Care? Absolutely. Thanks for having us, Simon. Um, um, hi, everyone. I'm Nika. I'm the director of Championing Social Care. It's a wonderful initiative that works on the power of volunteering. It's a cross-sector voluntary initiative. And then our one and only sole agenda <laughs> is to celebrate the incredible social care sector. So we've got some amazing flagship programs like Care Sector's Got Talent, Care Home Open Week, Care Sector Fundraising Bowl, and Christmas lunch. So just to give you a quick example, we've got a pool of over 150 volunteers, some senior stakeholders and beneficiaries from across the sector who work with us, give their time for free because of their love for the sector. So all we want to do is celebrate the amazing sector and sing more songs of the positivity that's there because I think we all do need that. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So, so we, we've got... Um... Um, Care Home Open Week coming up. So, what's uh, going to be happening there? Well, Care Home Open Week is 
just around the corner. It starts on the 26th of June. It is one of our most impactful programs. It is just like the name suggests, it is for one week. The primary foundation of Care Home Open Week is to encourage care homes to open their doors to communities, to local communities. They have lots of activities that take place within the care homes. And we also encourage MPs, members of the parliament, to go and attend the care homes in their respective constituency. Last year, we had 2,410 care homes for our tiny little team. It was a big achievement and 107 MPs visit. And this year, Simon, I'm very, very proud and delighted to say that we're looking at close to 5,000 care homes participating from across the four home nations. And we've got 140 MPs who have confirmed that they're going to take out time and go and visit their local care homes and support the care professionals and the residents who spend most of their time in the care homes. Yeah, I'm guessing it's probably really exciting there for the residents that they probably get visitors from friends and family absolutely they're coming up with really exciting events like i know one one care home in scotland's planning a mad hatters party based on the alice in wonderland theme and i think it's just amazing because the dementia unit they really associate with movies and this is the amount of you know i'm sure my colleague amanda will talk more about it as well but the amazing opportunities that get the limelight during care home open week whether it's you know people with neurological um you know conditions or or people who haven't been able to get that opportunity to just you know share their own skill sets as well but at the same time encouraging young people to go visit care homes or to find career opportunities it's kind of so universal it brings about so many different colors you know and aspects of the care sector within the week and you know i think simon the the appropriate word within care home open week that that I would really underline is open you know it really is about connecting communities and we want as much as possible local people in the radius of each and every participating home to come in and see what amazing people are supported and live in the home um, and and also to to see the phenomenal job that our care workforce delivers and um, one and a half million people work in adult social care and they are to to each each and every one of them they are deserving of a huge amount of thanks and praise uh, and and as Nika said it's also about shining a spotlight on the opportunities that exist and I have, I have to say that you know historically particularly with the pandemic um, care homes aren't as accessible as other businesses within the local community or other areas of employment. You can always walk into a shop, can't you? Um, pubs are open, restaurants are open, other businesses are open, but um, care homes historically perhaps not as open as much. And so actually we miss out on showing all of the wonderful things that go on there and all of the real and genuine opportunities to exist. So. You know, for, for us, it is also about working hard to myth bust and show what, what a phenomenal place um, care homes are. And that Mad Hatter's Tea Party, Nika, if it wasn't in Scotland, 
I'd, I'd love to go, but it might might be a bit of a stretch. <laughs> <Even laughs> I've, um, I've been volunteering, and again, thank you for inviting us. I've, I've been volunteering for um, championing social care as an ambassador yeah. for for several years now, and um, I've I've tried to go to as many events as I can during the week, and I've had some I've had some excellent fun. You know, it's just some wonderful conversations uh, and really unexpected hours of joy and pleasure uh, where, as I said, it, it really, really helped to um, to build a picture of what a great job people do, um, the amazing people that are there and, and the opportunities that exist. And Nika, Nika and the team have just worked so hard. I mean, we've practically doubled uh, the the amount of homes that are involved, but um, I suspect that means next year we'll have an even bigger target, Nika. We absolutely will. I mean, our target is what three thousand. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's great because Amanda, I'm sure you'll agree the you know the the range, the diversity of mm. of care centres that are getting involved with us as well this year. It's not just the elderly, but but over hundred children's services, various care centres that work with people with complex needs. So I think everyone's just looking for an opportunity to celebrate, to you know build and connect stronger communities to be able to, you know, just share with each other the incredible amount of work that goes into keeping these care centres running. I think that's that's a very good point. The children's services, the rehabilitation services, the specialist learning disability services, um, reaching out to the community and, and really letting them see what it's like does create opportunities. I mean, qu- quite often, um, you know, we, we have very few men Simon, in, in frontline care roles in, in, in the UK. You know, the, the workforce is largely white, middle-aged and female and uh, very much, much, much fewer men and only less than 10% are under the age of 24% are, are male. So it really is an opportunity to say, look, you, you could be working here supporting these fantastic people and this could be the environment that you work um, thank, praise, and you know, and um, and contribute to, uh, and and particularly when you think we have a hundred and sixty-five thousand unfilled vacancies in adult social care, so we want to encourage as many people as possible into care home open week events so that so that we can influence going forward how they feel about the sector and generate that desire to perhaps volunteer perhaps just come to events and support the home or service on a regular basis and perhaps actually to to apply for a job there right yeah because i'm guessing the gender disparity if you like it's probably because it's not it's not seen as a uh, uh, valid and uh, good career path uh, really and and it, if we can change how people feel about that then then maybe we can attract more younger people and more more men into the sector very much so and in in my day job i i run a recruitment business that, that specializes in social care cohesion and we speak to young men all the time and say you know how would you feel about supporting somebody that you know might want to go swimming in the morning, play PlayStation in the afternoon, you'd help them with their shopping and budgeting at the same time? And actually that just cracks the image that they hold in their head. So that that is incredibly important. It's 
it's even more important because we have we have an aging workforce as well so not only do we have a high volume of jobs but a quarter of the workforce of that 1.5 million uh, are 55 and over and so there is there is an absolute need to encourage uh, young people and underrepresented groups whoever they may be into the sector because that the largest part of that sector is is as I said, you know, white middle-aged women um, who who actually uh, struggle with with the flexibility that seven days a week, twenty-four hours a day can cause. So the more that we can encourage young people in, um, the better, because that we need to future-proof it. It's absolutely critical. Um, yeah, absolutely, and and really, um, gratitude can can play a huge part in uh, um, building. Uh, stronger and more, more cohesive teams and reduce staff turnover and increase the staff retention can it definitely and we we um we complete thousands of exit and retention interviews every year and um being happy at work and a, a large part of that is whether or not somebody feels supported, whether or not they feel valued, whether or not they've been thanked or praised. Those are really, really important when, when you start your role in social care. And we see it through the data. If people don't feel that, if they don't feel valued, if they don't feel supported, then they vote with their feet and they will go. Um, so it is critically important. I'm really sit between 30 and 40% turnover as an industry every year. And when you think at scale about what that actually means in numbers, it's um, it's a huge talent drain from organisations when people join and then leave. And of course, it also affects the continuity of care. So reaching out to local people, to their local homes, and really defining those career paths and then supporting them praising them and making sure that they have a positive experience from the minute they apply throughout their career is is absolutely critical. Yeah, and I've spoken before about how gratitude runs through every level of social care, it? whether it's for the care user, for the care provider, for, for, for the management team, for the homes in general. Uh, it, it's so important that, that, that people uh, feel validated through, through the power of gratitude and, and make them want to stay in the career and, and, and progression in this uh, industry. Absolutely. Yeah, and and if I can very quickly add something here, Amanda, just following on your point as well. But when when I remember I first you know came across Thank You and Praise, and I had a great chat with with James and Simon. I remember talking about remembering the days during COVID time when we would all go outside, or well, as much as we could, and we would clap and show our gratitude for the NHS and for the social care sector. I feel like we shouldn't forget the amount of work that goes into it. It's like how family units are where there's so much proximity. You want to you want to feel like you're respected and people are showing gratitude for the I think at least, you know, from a caregiving point of view, it is it can be so challenging and sometimes very isolating. And for that, I wanted to quickly add, and I'm sure Amanda will agree that we are we are delighted to also 
um, talk about our great British care yeah. cycle relay, Simon, because the whole idea of having people bike from the north to the south visiting different care homes is absolutely that. So there will be there will be many hopefully many many cyclists we are in the process of finding all the cyclists who are willing to you know fly the flag of championing social care find the real champions of social care who are all the people in the care sector in the care homes but they will be there is a there is a route that's dedicated to where exactly they will be going it's on our website if you look for great british care cycle relay and they'll be going to the care homes primarily to to support to volunteer with the activities that take place but most importantly to show their gratitude and say thank you to them for the incredible amount of work they do Right, right, and and you'll be pleased to hear I I I won't be uh, cycling. Cause I, <laughs> um, I, I know it's me about to invite you to take part, Simon. Well, <laughs> well, funny you should say that bit because I I'm actually in a wheelchair and just after COVID, September before last year, I I went from Liverpool to Skegness on a mobility scooter uh, to. to uh, spread gratitude all across the country awesome. and I, i'm currently based in leeds so what i'm going to do i'm just looking at uh, as a, as a map I, I can go out d- during um care home open week and, and visit some of the local care homes in leeds uh, and also to try and um, um uh, garner some interest for thank you day which is on july the 2nd which we're hoping is going to be another big big event for the um, social care sector fantastic uh, yeah, and you, you may have heard uh, Tony Christie is re-recording. Thank you for being a friend. Absolutely, they are key partners. We are so delighted, Simon. And they actually, he 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 recorded a message for us at Care Sectors Got Talent as well, and encouraged all the care professionals, Amanda, as you may remember, Wonderful. to do their best. Yeah. But yeah, they are our key partners, and we are going to be concluding Care Home Open Week on second of July. And we will be celebrating with the rest of the country, thanking everyone within the care sector or just thanking all our communities. So Tony Christie has been working with us and we are we are very privileged that he's been able to share his story with us as well during Care Home Open Week. Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, talking to him as well. He's a really nice guy and uh, he, he was saying how being open about uh, living with dementia has made it so much easier for other people living with dementia to uh, open up as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think his story is quite powerful. And at the same time, we also have Aneka Rice joining us, one of our care homes in Isle of White, Simon, uh, just when the care home open week will start and she's going there to a dementia unit to share family of her to share the story of her family and she's she wanted to let us know that she wants to go and thank everyone in the care sector so we've got some you know well-known names that people and everyone in the community relates to and i think my request to everyone hearing this podcast would be we are so grateful Simon for this opportunity and I'd say everyone who's listening to this this podcast you know if you can just spend the time because interestingly enough and I think we are very lucky that happens to be at the same time that same week as Care Home Open Week is also the global awareness week for well-being and I think it's such a good it's such a good time to talk about the well-being of people because you know a simple thank you we don't have to remember the days you know the awareness days to do this i think or the week the week is a great opportunity for people to even pick up the phones if they cannot go visit 
once a month. And if they can visit care homes, nothing like it. There are incredible activities taking place in Wales, in Northern Ireland, in all over England in so many care homes people are setting up bazaars someone setting up a, a festival of colors there's so much vibrancy everywhere i think just just spend the time look look at the website if you want to cycle with us go ahead if not you know just just encourage people who can participate because this is such a great time and this for for a lot of people this will be a memory of a lifetime Definitely, and and we've certainly got the weather for it. So long as it holds. Don't say that. I hope I have to jinx it now. It's going to change. Well, let, let's hope not. But um, yeah, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, it, the the website we, we've spent a lot of time making it as user friendly as possible. So. Um, it's really easy to sign up to the cycle race each of the different legs of the race where we'll be passing the notional baton over are on the website and equally and it's so much work and planning has gone into having it stretch the length of the country to a to a destination and landmark in london still still to be to be decided but equally you know, you might not be a cyclist, Simon. I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. It's, it's not something that, um, that I would do. But the, the map is, the map is on the site, and you can put in your postcode. You can find really easily where those participating homes are, and, uh, and then, you know, I'd like to think every, everyone will be wowed by the, the variety of the different activities that are taking place. Uh, yeah. It- Sounds absolutely amazing. As I say, and I'll, I'll certainly get involved myself, and hopefully, lots of other people will as well. Because it's um, yeah, th- thank- thanking the uh, care providers uh, and providing some company and support for, for the uh, care receivers as well. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Well, I think we're just about out of time. So, uh, uh, thank you very much, Nika and Amanda. So, Amanda, I, I hear you, you used to be a DJ. So, uh, wow. <laughs> introduce a song for us to, to finish off the interview with. Okay. Thank Three you very much. Thank you very much, Simon. And so, my our chosen song today is "The Mighty Journey" with "Don't Stop Believing." And thank you, Nika and Amanda. And here's Journey with Don't Stop Believing. Share 